I'm Jamelyn Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 24, What Motivates You? Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. I'm so happy to have you here. Today I want to talk about what motivates you. So a few years ago I learned something called the motivational triad. And those of you who are familiar with scripture maybe have heard of the natural man and that's what I like to call the motivational triad sometimes is the natural man triad. So I want you to imagine an equilateral triangle and at each corner is one of our basic motivations. These three motivations are always at play in our minds and can be really helpful when we're just trying to survive, but not super helpful when we're trying to progress and grow in our lives. So the three motivations of the motivational triad are first, to seek pleasure, kind of that instant gratification. Second, avoid pain or stay safe. That's the second thing that will motivate us. And the third thing is to seek ease, right? Conserve energy. Now, if you don't believe me that these three things are are very basic motivations, watch your kids and then start watching yourself. If you were to travel back in time, like way, way back in time to the time when humans had to do a lot of hunting and gathering and they're constantly fixing shelters and essentially their days were spent on just surviving. You can see how the motivational triad was really effective for them because first they needed to take measures to keep themselves safe and to avoid pain. They didn't have access to the type of healthcare we have now. They didn't have ways to fight off infection like we have. So they had to do things to keep themselves safe. They couldn't put up electric fences to be sure wild animals weren't going to get them. So it makes sense that when they went to make decisions or do a task, their brain was looking for ways to stay safe and avoid pain, always kind of looking for danger and being aware of when they needed to run back to the cave because pain was death. And you really can't have people dying because when you are in a tribe or a group, you need it to be big and strong so that people can survive. You can also see why they would need to conserve energy or to seek ease. They needed to always do things with as little effort as possible because they didn't have grocery stores or storage rooms to go get more food from. They didn't even know necessarily where their food for the next day was going to come from. They had to be careful with their energy. Plus, they didn't just need energy to obtain food. They needed to be able to work all day long on shelters and hunting and all of the other things to survive. They didn't have a never-ending store of energy, so their survival depended on them seeking the easiest way to do things. And seeking pleasure makes complete sense because just surviving would have been really demanding and grueling, and they would have needed some things to make life worth living, some pleasure, even if it was just a well-placed arrow, a perfectly cooked piece of meat, sex. So you can see how over time, with this kind of necessary thinking in the beginning, we trained ourselves that we need pleasure, ease, 
and safety to survive and how these would have become ingrained in us as the motivations for everything. The trouble is that we don't live in a world where every day is just about survival. I know that it can feel that way sometimes, and maybe there are days where it genuinely is just about survival, but we live in a time in history when we don't have to spend every living second of today just focused on keeping ourselves alive for tomorrow. We live in a time when we can actually plan for our futures, deliberately progress and change and create anything in the world that we really want. The trouble is that we get sucked into this motivational triad all the time. We seek pleasure, but it's not just because we want this nicely cooked piece of meat that's going to fill our very empty bellies. It's all of the food and the treats. It's pornography. It's the likes on social media, the new series on Netflix. It's drugs and alcohol. It's even that entitlement, right? It's, it's no work and all play. We always are seeking for that dopamine hit, that chemical in our brain that says, that feels great, get more of that. No, it's not because social media or food or Netflix is bad, but it's why we're motivated to partake in them that can be troubling. It's that need we feel like we have for that instant gratification. That's the problem because in a purposeful, progressing, evolving life, if we are driven by instant gratification, we aren't going to actually be able to progress or evolve very much. It's just not pleasurable enough in the moment to make it worth doing. We are also always trying to avoid pain, but not the kind of pain that our ancestors were trying to avoid. We want to avoid the pain of possible failure, the pain of having to be uncomfortable as we're maybe learning a new skill or trying a new job, or the pain of disappointment. We don't want to take risks, even though they aren't life-threatening. We still look around for danger when there really isn't any physical danger. It feels like we're opening ourselves up to a very real threat, even though it's just the threat of feeling a negative emotion. Our brains just constantly scream to us, no, go back to the cave, live small, stay safe. People pleasers are always trying to avoid the pain of rejection by doing all they can to make other people like them. This keeps them in their tribe and totally worn out, but it's this way of staying safe and avoiding pain. And of course, we still always seek ease, but it doesn't have anything to do with finding an easier way to collect wild berries. It's things like, how can I make as much money as him without working like he does? Or how can I put the least amount of effort into my parenting, my job, my marriage, my house, but still have all the amazing results that I want? So we have a really strong instinctual voice inside of us that wants us to progress. It is part of who we are. But the idea of actually doing the work sounds terrible to our brains a lot of the time. And we get kind of into this idea of, you know, that's going to be too much work. Let's just keep things as they are. We're fine. We have our routine. We have our way of being. We are totally used to this. Other people are used to how I am. Let's just keep things as they are. That sounds so much easier. We just want things to be easy. I'm so guilty of this. And right now, I would say if I was to pick something in my life that is evidence of the motivational triad, it's my garage. Some parts of it are organized, but most of it is total mayhem right now. There are these two massive lawn chairs that are sitting in the middle of my garage. Why? I don't even know. They don't have a place. I bought them last year. They're really big and bulky because they're super comfortable and cozy and I do love them, but they're just sitting in the middle of my garage. And every time I go past them, I think, 
I should do something about these. But my brain's like, take care of it later. And then we've been in the middle of selling some vehicles. And so we had to clean out these cars to sell them. And I kid you not, it is like a storage locker in those things. Pens and papers and jumper cables and gloves and hats and coins and receipts and blankets, hairbrushes, books, like everything. It's just all now collected and sitting on the lawn chairs. Another reason that I can't get rid of these lawn chairs because they're full of things that actually have to be taken care of. And then there's these extension cords that are on the floor and garbage that didn't quite make it into the bin and there's shoes everywhere. And I've got giveaway stuff and recycling. And I mean, I could go on for a long, long time. It's actually embarrassing. And yeah, don't come look in my garage. Any of you who know me are like, yes, that's how her garage looks. Anyways, why don't I just take care of it? Because to take care of it right now would require me to make some decisions. And that's not easy. In fact, that sounds painful. Like, where am I putting all of this? And what am I going to keep? And what am I getting rid of? Where did this even come from? Whose is this? I have coats that I don't even know who they belong to. So to take care of this is going to require time. Time I don't feel like I have right now, which means I have to sacrifice time somewhere else to do it. Again, painful, uncomfortable. And to take care of it also doesn't sound very pleasurable or fun. Now, in truth, I actually really love organizing and tidying and making a space look good. But my garage has become so overwhelming that the pain of the process and the amount of energy I'm going to have to expend completely blocks out any thoughts that I have that it could actually be a pleasurable experience. So you can see how I've allowed the motivational triad or my natural man motivations to rule me when it comes to my garage. Now, I don't actually want you to think that I'm totally against the motivational triad, that if you function within the motivational triad, that you're some evil, wicked person. That's not it at all. It's just good to know it's our default motivation. It doesn't make us bad people because we want pleasure and ease and no pain. It just makes us human. And in truth, these motivations have actually created many great things. Why do you think we have washing machines and dishwashers and Roombas, literally vacuum cleaners that run by themselves, hands-free, and self-driving cars and epidurals? and medications, and TV streaming services, and restaurants, and smartphones, and computers, and massive entertainment and professional sports industries. Why do you think we have these? We could go on forever listing all of the inventions that have been created because somebody wanted things to be easy, or pleasurable, or painless. And they really do make our life amazing. So thank you so much, Motivational Triad, for motivating people to find a better way. It's amazing. But where I see the motivational triad causing problems is when we're wanting to progress and evolve to the next version of ourselves and the motivational triad does not help us do that. In fact, it often sabotages those efforts. So when you set a goal, you have to know that your brain is going to instantly start offering you why you don't want to do it because your brain or that natural man is wired to seek pleasure which most goals don't do. Goals are risky because you could fail and people could see that. And goals aren't usually easy. You could have to do something hard. So even if you initially feel some excitement about your goal, you have to prep yourself for all the thoughts that are going to come flooding in. Like, do any of these thoughts sound familiar to you? You can't do that. You'll never stick to this. You should pick a smaller goal. What will they think if they find out what you're trying to do? Who do you think you are? That's going to be so hard. It's not worth it. It's easier not to care. 
That doesn't sound very fun. Let's see what's on Netflix. I should get something to eat right now. I'll just check Instagram for a minute. I don't want to do that. These are all the motivational triad thoughts that come to your mind. Certainly not an exhaustive list. But when you decide to up-level your life, these are some of the thoughts you're going to experience. And your brain is going to work really hard to convince you that you are entitled to have pleasure, ease, and no pain. And that you can still get all the things you dream of while keeping that reality of pleasure, ease, no pain. It would be easy to say that every child, especially every teenager, feels entitled to all the amazingness in the world with no pain, no effort, and a lot of fun. But be careful not to judge them too quickly because as adults, in our unmanaged minds, we feel the same way as well. So how do we up-level our life and overcome the motivational triad? The only way that I know how is to flip it all on its head and do the exact opposite of what it's telling you to do. So instead of seeking pleasure or that instant gratification, if we want to progress, we need to be willing to avoid false pleasures. And we have to be willing to give up that instant dopamine hit, you know, that instant hit that you get from pornography or food or Netflix and delay our gratification. We have to teach ourselves to go after the deeper pleasure that comes from progress. It's so much more satisfying, but you have to wait to feel that payoff. So take, for example, someone who's wanting to lose 20 pounds. Instant gratification or seeking pleasure is always going to tell you to give into the urge to overeat or to eat something that you know is going to sabotage your goal. But if this person can handle delayed gratification, then they can allow the urge to be in their body without giving into it. And over time, after all the delayed gratification, they will have the pleasure and satisfaction of stepping onto that scale and being 20 pounds lighter. Now, I actually think it's a really good idea to sell yourself on what that delayed gratification is actually going to feel like. Take time to imagine yourself at your goal, your goal weight, your revenue goal, your exercise goal, your marriage goal, like whatever it is, imagine yourself there. What do you feel? Can you imagine it in a way that you really can feel in your body how that will be in that moment? Build it up, make it big, and make it feel great. That's the pleasure you're really wanting to seek, but you have to be willing to delay it. And notice how delayed gratification, that delayed pleasure, doesn't have the guilt and shame and nonsense that we tend to heap on ourselves when we give in to immediate pleasure and instant gratification. Not that I think that this is necessary or kind, but it tends to be our pattern. We seek instant pleasure and then we beat ourselves up for it. And it's just not really a helpful pattern, whereas the delayed gratification never comes with that package of guilt and shame we tend to have. Okay, what about avoiding pain? Instead of trying to stay safe and avoid pain, we actually have to be willing to take risks and move towards discomfort. The opposite of avoiding pain is to allow and even invite that discomfort. You have to be willing to take risks instead of always trying to play it safe. So years ago, I felt really prompted to start homeschooling my children. This was not a safe decision for me. First of all, I worried that it would be anything but pleasurable or fun, which at times it genuinely wasn't, but overall I was pleasantly surprised. And I also knew it was going to be way more work for me than sending them to school. I had a lot of little kids at the time and I wasn't even done having my babies yet. So I knew this is going to be a lot of work. 
But most of all, I really worried what people would think of me. I had always had ideas that homeschoolers were so weird, and so I knew that people were going to think that about me. No one in my family, none of my friends had homeschooled really, and I knew that my closest tribe, my family, right, those people that were closest to me, would think it was really strange. My brothers, bless their menacing hearts, called it magic school the entire time I was doing it and would always ask, how are things going at Hogwarts? They just could not stop teasing me about it. So my fears were justified in some ways. I mean, there were a few people who talked very kindly about homeschooling, but most people thought it was crazy, super weird, and that I was going to ruin my children forever. It was a really, really risky decision to make. It felt very uncomfortable. But I also knew that it was an answer to prayers that I had been saying on behalf of my children and that it was the path that I was supposed to be on. And so I had to be able to be willing to feel that discomfort and move towards the risk. Now, lastly, what can you do instead of seeking ease and conserving energy? You have to be willing to put out your best effort and expend energy in pursuit of your goal. If you want to have a great marriage, guess what? It's going to take effort and energy. These things don't just accidentally happen. If you want to be a mother, it's not going to be easy. It's going to require a lot of energy. If you want to start a business, I can tell you, not only is it risky and uncomfortable, it takes a lot of energy. If you want to serve a mission, if you want to get a 4.0 in university, if you want to be the best player on your team or get a promotion at work, it's going to require energy. It isn't the easy path, but it's so worth it. Now, you can have a really reasonable life if you solely are motivated by the motivational triad because so many of us have lived that way. You're going to stay alive, you'll probably feel a lot of pleasure, and you won't have to do much work. But I just want you to know that is not thriving. That's just surviving. And real satisfaction and joy are found in thriving, in progressing and growing and changing. As humans, we are designed to desire progress. We are not happy when we're stagnant. So if you want to overcome the motivational triad, you've got to do the opposite. Delay gratification, take risks and invite discomfort, and be willing to expend energy. Sometimes your maximum effort is going to be needed. My challenge for this week is to be on to your brains. Watch for that natural man, that motivational triad. See how it's trying to sabotage all your progress and growth. You can do this. I know you can. If you feel like you want help with this, reach out to me. Come to one of my free mini sessions. I'm starting to fill my program for September again, and I would love for you to have one of my spots. Go to my website, jamelinstephan.com, or look me up on Instagram or Facebook, Coaching. Click on the link in there to book your free 25-minute session. Come to that session. We'll talk about what's going on for you and I'll get you started on how to overcome this motivational triad. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelinstephancoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelinstephancoaching.